Hello, everyone, and welcome. It's Eagles 360 on this Thursday. Dave Spadaro, Glenn Mack now. We're at the NovaCare Complex, and the Eagles getting ready for a flurry of games. Sunday in Baltimore against the Ravens. Next Thursday, back here at Lincoln Financial Field against the New York Giants. The so two games in one week. Our focus, of course, Glenn, is on the Baltimore Ravens. Your thoughts? Um, my thoughts are they're a very tough team to run on. So I don't see the Eagles getting a lot of yards on the ground. But you can throw on them. They're in the middle third in the league in pass defense. I think it's going to be one of those games where Carson Wentz is going to have a lot of attempts and he's going to get a lot of yards. If he can avoid the interceptions, avoid sailing the ball, and if he gets decent protection from that offensive line, we know you got the fifth tackle in there. Potentially. Um, potentially, yeah, true. Uh, if he can get some protection, I think he will have the opportunity to have a pretty good day statistically and maybe, just maybe, steal one from them. As you mentioned, the offensive line, still questions about who exactly is going to play where. So to get you caught up with everything happening with this football team on this Thursday, here's Alex Smith, our Eagles 360 update. Hi everyone, I'm Alex Smith here with your 360 update. The Eagles continue their week of work heading into Sunday's road finale against the Baltimore Ravens. And some good news for the Eagles today on the injury report as wide receiver Jordan Matthews was back to being a full participant in today's practice. And inside the locker room, we caught up with Matthews to get his take on how Carson Wentz has developed as a quarterback this season. Yeah, definitely. I don't think that's the record that we wanted him to break uh, this year. <laughs> Um, but hey, he's getting reps, you know, so hey, I'm gonna try and always find the positives. And like I said, the best are bad. You don't ever hear this dude complaining. You don't ever hear him sitting out because his arm's sore. This dude's blue collar, hard nose. He's perfect for Philadelphia, and I'm glad he's my quarterback. So, um, like I said, he's gonna be able to tough it out. It's something that we are trying to monitor. Obviously, Coach Peterson's been extremely vocal about it. So, it's something that we're all going to continue to work at. But I put up more on the receivers. We convert more downs, we make bigger plays downfield make more runs after the catch, less times he has to drop back and throw. Meanwhile, the Eagles defense is preparing to face off against Joe Flacco and the rest of the Ravens offense, a unit that includes two talented wide receivers in Mike Wallace and Steve Smith. Look at the two, two difference. You know, you got one fury and feisty, you know what I'm saying, um, that can get real physical with you. And you got one that's kind of like passive and, and, and that can run. You know, um, he could get a little scrappy when he want to, but um, other than that, you know, uh, Wallace could, get, could, could stretch the field. He, um, he, he known for doing that. Well, Mike Wallace is still uh, one of the fastest receivers in the league, so his ability to take the top off the defense is always something you got to pay attention to, especially uh, with Joe Flacco back there. He can get the ball down the field. Um, Steve Smith is a savvy receiver that they'll line up, you know, on the outside and the slot. Um, he can, he can work away from coverage. He knows how to decipher zone and man, find a soft spot in your defense, uh, and, and is still consistently moving the chains. All right, that will wrap things up here from a chilly NovaCare complex. You can check out the entire injury report and all of our locker room sound on demand right here on PhiladelphiaEagles.com and the official Eagles mobile app. We thank you so much, Alex. Yeah, there are some things unsettled, but this is a football team, Glenn, that still has a lot to play for. I understand the playoff picture. Um, but if there's anything less than a great effort on Sunday, it will be really, really disappointing. Well, yeah, because they got the questions about that two weeks ago, right? Yeah. And so they came back last week. They didn't win, but I think everybody was pleased with the effort. You can't now revert to something where people are going to be questioning you again. Bold predictions are coming up later in the show. A progress report on a player who certainly is giving it his all, doing everything, Trey Burton. When we return, however, to Eagles 360, Brandon Graham has had a wonderful season. 
plays hard every down, productive, relentless, everything you want in a defensive end. And Alex Smith is going to sit down with him, talk a little football, talk a little life. Crunch time is next on Eagles 360. I step to Philly. I step to Philly. The bus. The trolley. The train. Jefferson Station. Airport line. 69th Street. Broad Street. To the game. Paoli. Sharon Hill. Chestnut Hill. Regional Rail. I step to Philly. The Broad Street line on game days. A la bodega. To the movies. To my parkway. Spring Garden. Late night. West Philly. South Philly. North Philly. Remarkable things are happening at your local Acme. We're making changes and we're getting better every day. Cleaner, friendlier, fresher. Like fresher meat and seafood, and fresher produce and hundreds of organics. To top it off, we're lowering thousands of prices throughout the store. So come on in and see for yourself why Acme is just better. Lower prices, great quality, and friendlier service. Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Take your spring vacation with Eagles players and alumni on Apple Vacation's Beach Blitz. Join me, along with Fletcher Cox, Brandon Graham, and Jordan Matthews on an all-inclusive vacation a world away from the ordinary at the luxurious, now-jade Riviera Cancun Resort. You'll receive non-stop round-trip airfare, luxury hotel accommodations, and special events with Eagles VIPs. Go to applevacations.com eagles to book your trip today. We welcome you back. It's Eagles 360 time now for Alex Smith, Brandon Graham, and Crunch Time. Hi, everyone. I'm Alex Smith, and welcome back to another edition of Crunch Time, presented by Lay's Kettle Cooked. I'm very pleased to be joined today by Eagles defensive end, Brandon Graham. Brandon, my first question for you, I got to ask you, Michigan-Ohio State college football game of the year. You're a Michigan guy. What happened in that game? Uh, well, you know, we lost the game, obviously. Uh, but overall... You know, that was a learning game for us because uh, we had the lead and we kind of blew it towards the end. And, um, you know, they just made the plays that they made that they made to win. And um, if it was on the other side, I would have took that win. I saw you the day afterwards wearing an Ohio State jersey. How'd that happen? Uh, well, I put my own foot in my mouth because <laughs> I was telling, you know, Malcolm Jenkins, hey, man, let's bet. And if you, whoever wins got to walk around in whoever jersey all day. So I had to wait. The whole day? The whole day. Even uh, we had dinner at night around 7. I had Adele Frisco, so I had to wear it up in there. So, you know, it, it was it was a friendly, nice, friendly bet. But overall, um, you know, Ohio State has been beating me for the last <laughs> 10, 10 to 11 years. So I gotta we got to get this thing back. To what it needs to be but michigan looks like they're on the way up so. oh yeah yeah i'm not worried at all uh they, they stole one this year but like Mich michigan state did last year we end up coming back the following year and you see what happened to michigan state so you see what's <laughs> gonna happen to them next year how much did it hurt wearing that jersey um well it, it definitely hurt wearing the jersey uh because i never thought i never envisioned myself wearing that red and um you know Hey, man, I make anything look good. Absolutely. <laughs> Who's the biggest college football trash talker in the locker room? Um, well, you, I can't go with me because, I mean, I do talk a lot. I go with you. I do talk a lot. Um, but if I had to pick one, Benny Logan got a little. He, he, he got a slick. He slick yeah. his talk. So, I, I mean, I guess uh, I'd go with Benny Logan. A couple of LSU guys in the locker room. I'm sure they kind of team up and uh, talk about LSU all the time. But uh, 
Last question for you, BG. I know that you're, you're a new dad. Mm -hmm. uh, what's that experience been like, the ups and downs? What's it all been like for you? Uh, well, the down part was in the beginning, I mean, it's really the, the wife and it's really about the wife and baby, you know, uh, during that time. So really the baby don't want you. She's want to eat. But now I'm the plus side of it now um, is every day I go home, man, as soon as I walk through the door, she lights up and crawls, you know, super fast to me. She ain't walking yet. But I mean, I, it's just every day now it gives me a purpose, you know, each and every week to go out there and play harder, especially for her. Brandon Graham, thank you very much. Appreciate your time. And thank you all for joining us right here on PhiladelphiaEagles.com. Thanks so much, guys. Look, Glenn, I don't think he has the numbers to be a Pro Bowl player, but I would give Brandon Graham serious consideration. I think he's had that kind of year. Anybody else on this team going to the Pro Bowl? I think maybe uh, Malcolm Jenkins has got a shot. Your two safeties have played very well. Jenkins is the one who's a more known name. He's been here for a while. He's a highly visible player. I think he's got a good shot. Uh, I know you and I have talked earlier maybe about Jordan Hicks, but having not made it before. Yep. And, and no numbers. The numbers and, yeah, the aren't stats there. aren't that yep. glossy. He just plays well, you know, week in and week out. So probably not. I don't see anybody on the offense. Fletcher? Yeah, maybe Fletcher. Jason Peters' reputation? Yeah, you know and what? And he's played and, well. And, I'll, and, I'll, and I'll, I guess I'll go back on what I said, nobody in the offense, because he has played very well. Yeah. Uh, again, if he was a younger player trying to make it for the first time, probably not. But the guy had a real bounce-back season this year. He's been very steady on an uncertain offensive line. I think he deserves consideration. So with this conversation, as we look ahead to next year, impact players. Eagles need them. On offense, particularly. And I'll take some on defense as well. 5-8 and eight team needs them all over. We've got more to get to here on Eagles 360 when we return. Glenn Macnow, some bold predictions, talking about Sunday's game in Baltimore against the Ravens. This portion of Eagles 360 was presented by Rico. Enter for your chance to win a VIP office party for you and your company, courtesy of Rico. Visit the website on your screen for more details. Their legend is legendary. They've seen the end zone more often than any other duo in history. They are professional football player watchers. Become a pro fan only with Xfinity X1. Call or click today. With Simply Right Checking from Santander Bank, just make one deposit, withdrawal, transfer, or payment each month to waive the monthly fee. And there's no minimum balance. You're all right with Simply Right Checking from Santander Bank. Dunkin' Coffee. Stop by Dunkin' Donuts for two K-Cup boxes for $15.99 or three pounds of packaged coffee for $19.99. America runs on Dunkin'. Glenn Macnow likes to be bold. He likes to be audacious. Audacious. It's time yes, now for Glenn Macnow's bold 
Bold prediction, Sunday Eagles-Ravens game. Uh, here you go. Number one, Dave Spadaro. You know that the Eagles have 160 more penalty yards than their opponents this year. They are fifth in the National Football League in penalties. Um, they lead the league in false starts. But one of the teams that has more penalties than them is the Baltimore mm. Ravens. And the Ravens lead the league in offensive holding penalties. They have more penalties than the Eagles for delay of game, for defensive holding, for illegal contact, for roughing the passer. The Eagles will have... 20 fewer yards or even fewer than that than the Baltimore Ravens this Sunday, and we don't see that a lot. Sounds like a lot of yellow on the field potentially on yeah, Sunday. Yeah, unfortunately, but if it's against them, then that's an that's okay fine. thing. Okay. Right. Here you go. Number two, you and I have kicked this one around a lot over the last few weeks, and that is Zach Ertz, and I see another big game for Zach Ertz in part because he is connected well with uh, Carson Wentz. He always plays well in December. And the Ravens are a little vulnerable against the tight end. You saw last uh, week or Monday night, I guess, what Marcellus Bennett did to them uh, when the Patriots beat them. So I believe I'm going to put an over-under at eight-and-a-half catches hmm. for Zach Ertz, and I'll take the over. Wow. That sounds like another big day for Zach, obviously. Another late-season surge. Hopefully he keeps doing this, doing this. Too. And I'm interested to see with Zach. I thought he played with more oomph more physicalness last week coming yeah. off that tough week yeah see if he still has that edge yeah see him break a tackle yeah. or two yeah. here okay here you go number three it is supposed to be a pretty warm day on uh, sunday in baltimore as opposed to what we're feeling in the middle of the week here in philadelphia it's supposed to be in the 50s you also have a game here where you have two of the best kickers in the national league you probably have the best one in justin tucker and caleb sturgis no slouch himself so dave here's what i'm going to predict mm -hmm. Each of these kickers will have a field goal over 50, 45 yards, excuse me, and somebody is going to clear 50. And this one, not so bold, there's not going to be a kickoff return in this game. Bold, big and bold. Glenn Macknell going yard here in his bold predictions here for game, game number 14. Um, sure, Zach Ertz. Mm -hmm. And the kickers are going to kick. Yeah, Ball should carry, a little rainy down there. Yeah. Two good kickers, awesome stuff. There you go. This is where we are. Kickers and penalty flags. I, it's late in the season, season, Dave. Yeah. Here we go. All right, throwing darts at this point. <laughs> that is Glenn Macnow's bold predictions. We've got more to get to here on Eagles 360. When we return, behind enemy lines, Baltimore Ravens, are they a playoff team? Let's find out when we return. This portion of Eagles 360 was presented by Rothman at Jefferson. The Eagles and Rothman Institute at Jefferson are partnering to celebrate the top high school football teams and coaches in the tri-state area with the High School Football Showdown. Visit the website to vote for the game of the week and support your school. Check back daily for new matchups. Their legend is legendary. They've seen the end zone more often than any other duo in history. They are professional football player watchers. Become a pro fan only with Xfinity X1. Call or click today. All right, fellas, let's go out there and give them heck. Heck. Let's go out there and give them the one-two. You tell them, Captain. Go out there, we're going to really give them the business. By God, let's sock it to them. Yeah. Fair and square. Hip, hip. Hooray! Come on, boys, let's give them a walk. Holy smokes. The old game just can't compete, especially when it comes to innovative energy solutions like the ones NRG uses to power the Eagles. Visit picknrg.com today.
With Simply Right checking from Santander Bank, just make one deposit, withdrawal, transfer, or payment each month to waive the monthly fee. And there's no minimum balance. You're all right with Simply Right checking from Santander Bank. Be noisy, be silent, be near, be far, be joyful, be together. Celebrate joy with Dunkin's holiday-flavored coffees, espressos, and donuts. America runs on Dunkin'. Time now for us to go behind enemy lines here on Eagles 360. Glenn and I step aside. Chris McPherson, Garrett Downing, BaltimoreRavens.com. Hello, Eagles fans. I'm Chris McPherson, and it's time to go behind enemy lines presented by Gatorade. And to preview Sunday's matchup with the Baltimore Ravens, we bring in Garrett Downing insider extraordinaire and reporter for BaltimoreRavens.com. And Garrett, I want to start with the Audubon, New Jersey native in Joe Flacco. He's received a lot of criticism this year, but the last two weeks, the offense has really been put on his shoulders. How would you evaluate his performance through the course of the 2016 season? Yeah, really this year it's kind of been up and down. You know, over the first, I would say, month and a half of the season, the offense wasn't what the Ravens wanted it to be. They made a change at offensive coordinator early in the season, replaced Mark Tresham with Marty Morningweg. And since that time, especially over the last, I'd say, month, more and more of the offense has kind of been placed on Joe Flacco's shoulders. They're throwing the ball a lot. They came out there against Miami two weeks ago, threw the ball virtually every single time. They put up 38 points in that game. Joe threw four touchdowns. So it was the best game that Ravens have we've seen from them offensively this season. Then last week against the Patriots on Monday Night Football, they kind of came out with a similar game plan. Tried to throw the ball a lot, but the Patriots took it away. They took away the intermediate routes. They took away the deep stuff. And then so it was a lot of checkdowns, a lot of two-yard passes to the running backs and the fullback. And so what we're going to see now, and I'm kind of curious, is how are they going to adjust? It seems like the Patriots, you know, it's a copycat league. You know, so every team watched that game on Monday night. I'm sure that you guys, uh, coaches and scouts, did. They're, they watched that game on Monday night. They saw what the Patriots did, and I would think they'll try to emulate a little bit of that. And then it'll be interesting to see how the Ravens offense adjusts on Sunday. Looking at the skill position, guys, specifically at running back, is Kenneth Dixon, the rookie out of Louisiana Tech, is he the feature back now, or is Terrence West still the main guy? It's so funny. We, we've been asked that question here so many times from fans. Is it going to be Kenneth Dixon? I think people are always interested in their fantasy teams. You know, is it going to be Kenneth Dixon this week or is it going to be Terrence West? And really, it's been a, a, a one-two punch. Now, what we've seen over the last couple of weeks is that Kenneth Dixon seems to kind of be taking over the one in that one-two punch. He got a lot of targets last week. That's one thing that he can do really well. He can catch the ball out of the backfield. He also is one of those guys that went through an injury earlier on in the season, dealt with a knee injury, wasn't really himself until about the second half. So I'd say right now it's probably Kenneth Dixon, but it's not that much different. I mean, these guys, for the most part, I think, are going to split the load. They're both going to get their carries, but what Kenneth Dixon gives you is he's able to catch the ball out of the backfield, and that's an asset that the Ravens really want to kind of use to their advantage, and I think that he's going to get plenty of touches Sunday and over these final three games of the regular season. Garrett, as the Ravens make the push toward the playoffs, the Eagles are trying to snap their four-game losing streak this Sunday, and specifically fans are looking at the defensive backfield for the Eagles. For the Ravens, they have the ageless Steve Smith, who continues to produce. Mike Wallace is a speed throw on the outside. How are those two guys, and throw in Dennis Pitta, who's been a safety valve there for Joe Flacco, how have those guys powered the offense this year? 
Well, Mike Wallace has been a really nice addition this year. I mean, he's somebody that everybody knows about his speed. He can stretch the defense. But I think what he's shown people this year is that he can do a lot of that stuff underneath. You know, that's not something that's kind of a highly advertised aspect of his game, but he's shined in that area a lot of times this year. You know, he's somebody, what the Ravens have done and found success with lately is a lot of the underneath crossing routes. And Mike Wallace is somebody that they can absolutely use in that scenario. Catch the ball, get him the ball in space, and let him run. Let him use that speed. Steve Smith is Steve Smith. He's still the same. He's still somebody that's a playmaker. He's still somebody that's going to bring it every single Sunday. And he's he just brings, elevates kind of the play of everybody around him. He brings an edge, a nastiness, uh, you know, the kind of attitude that you want. Um, they're going to be important pieces. And then Pitta, everyone thought Pitta was done. You know, everyone looked at the hip injuries that he had and said he's not going to be able to come back from that. Well, he leads the Ravens in receptions this year, and he has been that third down guy. He has been somebody that can catch the ball over the middle of the field for Joe Flacco. So Pitta kind of looks like he did before the injury, you know, to be honest with you. And so uh, those, are, those are the main – and then the kind of the X factor in this offense is Brashad Perriman. You know, he was a first-round pick last year, missed the entire season because of a knee injury. Uh, he doesn't catch a ton of balls, but when he does, he kind of makes them count because he's the fastest player on this team, and he can absolutely fly down the field, the seam routes, and also if you get him on one of those crossing routes that I mentioned, if you get him on that in space, he can make some interesting things happen. Garrett, I'm sorry I've taken so long to bring up the Ravens' defense. Now, with Jimmy <laughs> Smith's stats uncertain for Sunday, how do you think they'll pressure Carson Wentz, a rookie who's, again, trying to get out of a funk himself? Yeah, Jimmy Smith is a, is a big loss if he's not able to go on Sunday. He's got an ankle injury. He's been the team's top cornerback all season. And he, has, he really has the ability to kind of shut down one half of the field. He's somebody that before getting hurt, uh, he's somebody that kind of – the Pro Bowl buzz has definitely started for him, and people have taken notice around the league about how good he is. Now, if he's not able to play, the one thing that's not going to change is the pass rush. And the Ravens have Terrell Suggs. He's playing at a high level, even though he's coming – he's playing through a torn bicep, which is crazy. Um, but then they also, over, the, over about three, three weeks ago, they got Elvis Dumerville back on the field. He really missed the entire season because he was working his way back from a foot injury and just couldn't get it right. Well, now he looks like himself. So you have those two veteran pass rushers on the edge. And I think that that's something that the Ravens, they, they want to get after quarterbacks. And with having those guys out there, you don't have to send a ton of exotic blitzes because you can generate pressure with a four-man front. So make no mistake about it. The Ravens are going to try to pressure Carson Wentz. They know he's a rookie quarterback and he's playing in a road environment. That's a tough task for any guy. Uh, and so they're going to try to get after him on Sunday. I would not be surprised about that at all. That is phenomenal insight from Garrett Downing from BaltimoreRavens.com. Thank you very much for taking us behind enemy lines presented by Gatorade here on PhiladelphiaEagles.com. Thanks so much, guys. Uh, Glenn, we talked about this earlier in the week um, when we had a reporter on mm -hmm. another show talking about the Baltimore Ravens. And the question was, and there was a story a couple of weeks ago about John Harbaugh potentially being fired if the Ravens don't make the play playoffs. I think that's a preposterous idea. It seems crazy. Yeah. But remember, this is a franchise, same ownership, that fired Brian Billick after he had won a Super Bowl, what, a year or two later when yeah. he had a clunker of a season? So in that sense, it's not impossible. And as, as we saw here with Andy Reid, every coach, as good as he is, at some point, the town, the franchise, the owner, whatever, grows sick and tired of him. So on the outside, it looks preposterous. Down there, maybe not so much. And what the reporter from Baltimore told us, Cliff Brown, is by the time he walked to his car, his phone would be ringing sure. with offers. Sure. And, and they have had changes on the coaching staff. Marty Morningweg right. elevated to offensive coordinator. So maybe there's some 
things behind the scenes for a 7-6 football team that we do not see. We've got one segment to go here on Eagles 360 when we return. Trey Burton is shown to be a versatile player and a productive one for the Eagles. He's the subject of this week's progress report on the way back on Eagles 360. He's good? Dad, I'm telling you, he's lit. Okay, lay it on me. You can't choose someone's taste in music, but at least you can choose two of your favorites from McDonald's McPick 2 menu. So you like it? No. With Simply Right checking from Santander Bank, just make one deposit, withdrawal, transfer, or payment each month to waive the monthly fee. And there's no minimum balance. You're all right with Simply Right checking from Santander Bank. Remarkable things are happening at your local Acme. We're making changes and we're getting better every day. Cleaner, friendlier, fresher. Like fresher meat and seafood, and fresher produce and hundreds of organics. To top it off, we're lowering thousands of prices throughout the store. So come on in and see for yourself why Acme is just better. Lower prices, great quality, and friendlier service. Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. He's good? Dad, I'm telling you, he's lit. Okay, lay it on me. You can't choose someone's taste in music, but at least you can choose two of your favorites from McDonald's McPick 2 menu. So you like it? No. No. Oh, sir. Our final segment here on Eagles 360, Dave Spinero with Glenn Mack now. Time now for our progress report. The subject is Trey Burton. Those judging the progress, Mike Quick and Ike Reese. All right, Q, progress report brings us to tight end Trey Burton, or you can call him the Swiss Army Knife, as he's become a big part of the offense and the special teams. Surprised he hasn't gotten on defense yet. But in all seriousness, uh, the more you can do, the more valuable you're going to be. We're going to watch Trey Burton here in the slot. And he had to play a lot more this week, detached from the offense, in sort of a wide receiver role, because we're down a guy in DGB. So Trey Burton slides in there as one of our targets, and he certainly became uh, one of Carson Wentz's favorite players to get the ball to. And this is one of the favorite route concepts. It's, again, the three-level stretch. You're going to get a receiver in the flat. You're going to get Trey on the corner route, and you're going to get this outside receiver just clearing. And Trey does a nice job here. I get the top of the route where Breland's got outside leverage, but he flattens that route because he knows he needs to get to the outside, and he gives Carson a target to get the football out to. Yeah, great job against uh, one of Washington's better corners. That's one-on-one. -on -one. Trey Burton had no problem beating the coverage there. Now, you watch him here. Again, detached. The Eagles go to an empty backfield set. He's out here. He's uncovered. A little confusion with the Redskins defense. You got Breland out here again uh, in a difficult situation where he has to cover basically two guys here. Carson notices this and makes a good throw to Sproles. Well, this is a play where Trey is supposed to go into the flat. But just being a smart football player, he knows that if he just turns, Brashard Breeland's going to be in a quandary. Do I play this guy or do I play the guy behind me? Well, either way, you're wrong when you're in that situation. Carson went and makes the throw to the corner of the end zone, and it's just a smart football play by Trey 
not going into the flat and putting that guy in a tough situation. Yeah, making himself an immediate threat. Now, you know I love this part of this game. Oh, yeah. The guy has just snapped on field goal because we're down our long snapper and John Dornballs. It gives the Eagles the lead. Trey Burton goes in there, does a great job of getting the snap down. They're able to kick the field goal, and then he's back out here on the kickoff coverage team being physical. Doing a nice job. He gets down. He's not making the play, but watch this. Boom. You know, he breaks up what would be a little wedge in the front. Does a nice job of, of just slamming these two guys, putting one on their back, and making it easier for those green shirts to get to the football. Yeah, playing downhill, playing physical. Uh, seems like there's a lane here, and then you watch him. He's right there yep. in the hole with this returner. Now, he doesn't make the play, but look at how many guys are around him. Does a great job of turning him back in to his teammates. Trey Burton quickly becoming one of the more invaluable players on his Eagles team. Well, Trey was almost there as the next running back in line because of that game. So if you need a running back, call Trey. If you need a long snapper, call Trey. If you need a quarterback almost, you can call Trey Burton. He does a little bit of everything. Love it. Great progress from the Swiss Army Knife. Thanks, guys. I know that Trey Burton is a favorite of yours. I, yeah, I really like the way he plays. I like his aggressiveness. I think he's got hands. He can catch a ball, play special teams. They needed somebody a long snap last week. He stepped in, did all right. I think he's a he's a versatile tool to have around. All right. I agree. And he's had 32 catches. He's yeah. been a productive player, and he's getting better and better. So you can use a team of Trey Burtons and really help yourself out. All right. need guys like that. What's ahead for you here on Eagles 360? Well, here's our Amorosos on the menu segment. On Friday, Doug Peterson's final media address. We also will speak with, of course, Howard Eskin, who's my co-host at that time. And our old school All-22 matchup looks back at a memorable Eagles-Ravens game. Amorosos, the reason Philly sandwiches are so famous. Win, throw the ball, score touchdowns in the red zone, shock the world. It will be a shocker. It would be a shocker. That's a desperate team playing for yep. the playoffs right now that has to win the game and is playing at home. So it's a tough, tough match for the Eagles. They've won games this year where they weren't expected to win. It's been a while. Is it still in them? Amazing. Be nice, be nice to see. It's amazing. Eight of ten games losses after that 3-0 start. When you step back, it really truly is amazing. Yeah, Remarkable. Very disappointing. Yeah, really disappointing. We'll see what happens. So, all right, Glenn Macnow, Dave Spadero, we thank you for joining us here on Eagles 360. I'm back with Howard Eskin tomorrow. In the meantime, have yourselves a great Eagles day.